0: I'm on a journey to get better in all areas of life, from wellness and mental health to career and relationships and so much more. I know getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when you can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Menunos.
1: Hey, Better Together fans. It's not Better Together with Maria Menunos. Well, it is Better Together with Maria Men- It is Better Together with Maria Menounos, except I'm not Maria Menunos. I'm Mr. Maria Menunos. Subbing in for my lovely and talented wife. I will be joined in the booth by Kelsey and Pooja. And I think I think what you kids like to do here, you, you youngins like to do, is you do a quote of the day, if I Heck recall. yeah.
2: We love our quote of the day.
1: Sometimes while you're cooking, it's messy, but the outcome is good. The end result is all that counts. That is by Peter Facinelli, who will be our guest today. Uh, if you're a fan of the Twilight series, as many of us are, then you know Peter's work. Um, he's a director, uh, but he also stumbled onto practicing hypnotherapy—not just practicing <laughs> yep. it, but actually—he's
2: certified. Yeah,
1: yeah. I s- I'm. Yeah, I'm in.
2: I know. I'm exce- When I saw that, I was like, "No way!" I'm really excited for you two to talk about it. Well, I've
1: always said, you know, I've, I've heard that um, mental health. Often, I mean, unless it's chemical imbalances in you that's causing um, poor mental health. But often I've heard it's things that are deep in your subconscious. And so while talk therapy is great, sometimes you have to get to the subconscious and the unconscious. And that's where meditation comes in and tapping and EMDR. But man, hypnotherapy, open up that hood, Kelsey, get under that hood and start fixing stuff. So I don't know. So I'm super, super excited. Uh to talk to him today. Um, Kelsey. Kevo. You know, from at this point, like I said, so what do you guys, like, I haven't done this in a while. We <laughs> You're just, killing it. We just go right into the yeah. show. Are
2: you ready? Do you want me to read the intro? We can oh my get God. to he, Peter. He ready. He ready. I mean, you basically already gave him a beautiful intro. I, this is what I wrote for Kevin, you guys to read. I said, look out werewolves because today we have the... <laughs> <laughs> the vampire of all vampires, Dr. Carlisle Cullen in the house. I wish Peter was here to hear me say that. Well, you know what? Listen,
1: can we just back up for one second? Yeah. And I know this is probably out of the ordinary for better to get with Marie Manuno. so I apologize. You can just scroll right across for another <laughs> 30 seconds or
2: a minute. Are you a vampire or a werewolf? Vampire, baby.
1: Really? Yeah. Why are you a vampire? So, it's by the Pucci, way, Poochie's shaking her head. She's I'm gonna, a werewolf. Kids, kids, <laughs> wait! Everyone, pump the brakes now, one at a time. Wow! I think there's a vast difference between the vampires and the werewolves, Kelsey. This surprises me. You are a vampire.
2: Well, I thought they were always just more attractive, to be honest. So just, <laughs> just on a shallow level. <laughs> yes, I was never. I'm not gonna lie to you. I was. I liked Twilight. But I wasn't like an avid, avid Twilighter. So I just went, yeah, based off of, it was a vanity play for me. I was like, yeah, they're hotter, so. Okay,
1: so that was it.
2: Yeah, Robert Pattinson. I mean, wait till you guys see Peter's face. Like, yeah.
1: Okay. Vampires. But Poogee
2: shaking her head going, Team Werewolf over here. Poogee bear. Yeah. I I also did not, I wasn't like a huge Twilight person, but I just thought the werewolves were hotter. So I was always Team Werewolf. Wow. Like Taylor Lautner, love of my life. You know what I mean? Wow. So that that was my. Too bad he's gotten. Now, engaged.
1: I don't think Pooja's yeah. on camera, kids.
2: No, she's not. Home-come. I am taking notes on the side so you don't want to hear me clicking and clacking.
1: Oh. Look.
2: So you guys get to look at me while you hear Pooja. You
1: guys are so good at your jobs. Okay. <laughs> there, well, I popped in and said hi. All right. I think I, I, but I think I always thought there was a psychological play. You mm-hmm. guys are just looking at aesthetics.
2: Yeah. Right. I want you to talk I think to I
1: vi- The vampires, like, they're. They're late night, they're brooding, they're a little more subdued. I feel like the, I think I like that. The wolf is hunting by day. I and and
2: Yeah, they're just like stronger. They're like
1: different well, different yeah. kind of strength.
2: I like the mystery yeah. of the vampires. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe which is a toxic thing. I was like,
1: watching we when Maria and I would watch these movies, and, <laughs> this is why I love Maria. She's so cool. She just leans over and she goes, You know we're wolves, right?
2: I'm Wait, um, you have to tell him this. I'm so I'm, I'm, All right, so
1: let's yeah, let's do the Ed show. Oh my God, this is why Marie doesn't like me doing this show. <laughs>
2: Here we go. Here okay. we go. Peter Facinelli is an actor, writer, producer. He starred as Donovan Van Ray on the Fox series Fastline, played Dr. Carlisle Colin in Twilight, and is also known for his role as Mike Dexter in the film Can't Hardly Wait, just to name a few things. He is the founder of the production company Facinelli Films and has also written and produced for the Hallmark Channel. Peter's oh. fast. <laughs> Kevin got excited about that. Yes. <laughs> Peter is fascinated with the mind and conscious living and resorted to hypnotherapy to help with anxiety. He actually got certified in it. So today we will be talking to him about that. Better Together in the Heal Squad are very excited to welcome Peter Facinelli.
1: So we just come right out of the gate at you Peter. We just got into a brief discussion about Who we relate more to, the vampires or the wolves? Going back, harkening back to your Twilight days, (laughs) Um, Maria and Maria thought that she and I were much more on the wolf side of things in terms of Mm -hmm. how we live our lives. Kelsey is a uh, much more with the vampires, and Pooja in the booth was team wolf. But I don't know for them if it's more. Who they had crushes on back then when they saw it.
3: <laughs> so you had more of a crush on Taylor Lautner. You're saying uh,
2: Kevin did yes. Yeah, probably yes. a nice man. Crush on him. <laughs> I,
1: I just we just, I just I think I related more to the wolves, you know, uh-huh. than I did the the vampires. Okay, but did, okay. did had that discussion ever come up? Where people personality types relate to one or the
3: other. No, I think it was more like who they found more attractive. It like, just went down to that. No one went any it deeper. It just went down to that, yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, I'm, I'm not even sure what <laughs> the vampire world represents and well, what the werewolf brood, world think, represents.
1: Well, think about, well, to us, it was, they were, um, I feel like more brooding, more goth-like, taking on the personality types of of people in that world. Mm-hmm. And I thought the Wolves seem more extroverted uh, You know again Probably looking way But this, <laughs> Peter this is what happens yeah. when a, 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 This is a whole episode This is a whole episode in and of, of well, itself Well I, I guess no really it isn't Because I'm the only one seeing it this way But this is why you know Everyone over 45 Just stop watching Star Wars and these movies Move on You know go to like Sophie's Choice Or I don't know Go back and watch Godfather This is why we're probably not <laughs> supposed to be watching these movies Peter Mm-hmm. Um, so Peter, I'm, su- I'm super, I'm super excited to talk to you because listen, as a, as a filmmaker, I could go off and off about your films. And I think at some other point I would love to with you. Um, but right now I want to talk about your journey through COVID and how it changed you. And yeah. then I really want to get into the hypnotherapy end of things. Mm. So could, can you just back up a little bit and tell us maybe what was going on with you in COVID and
3: how yeah, it you know, when, when COVID hit and, and then everything got, you know, locked down, I think it was March, it was March, 2020. It was uh, like the hamster wheel broke, you know, <laughs> I'm so used to going and going and going, jumping on a plane and going here and going there. And then, and then we had nowhere to go. Like everything was shut down and, uh, it was a little stir crazy. At first it was like, Oh, this is kind of nice, you know, a little vacation. And then like another month went by and another one month went by so it's i couldn't go out so then i started going in which was kind of nice because i'm a i was a doer and not a beer and so it forced me to just be and uh and so i realized like you're always kind of in your mind anyways like when you're here you want to be there and then you get there and you wish you were back home (laughs) you know right so being able to just, I uh, meditated more. Um, I worked out more. I was able to just do, I th- practice guitar more. I was able to just do things, you know, to kind of nurture my soul. And then, and then I took this hypnotherapy course and became certified in hypnotherapy, mainly because I, I've always been fascinated with the mind and what the mind is capable of. And you know, people say, which is true, whether you can, if you if you think you can or you think you can't you're right. You know, It's just a mindset. So whether you think you can do something or you think you can't do something, you're always going to be right in what you believe. Um, and so hypnotherapy kind of goes in there and just helps the reprogramming of what your belief system is.
1: Okay. So can you take me through the process, not the process of how you learned it, but you're not hypnotizing yourself, are you?
3: I could, I could, I could make myself tapes. Um, and do you do that? Yeah. Yeah. I've done that. Um, um, and then I'll listen to them before bed or when I'm meditating.
1: So, so when you do, do you work with clients or friends, people?
3: No, I mean, I, I do it mostly, I did it mostly for myself, but also like for, I've helped like family, mainly family or friends. I had a friend who was kind of like, gets nervous flying. So I helped him. Uh, my daughter also was nervous flyer, I helped her. Uh, my sister had anxiety at one point and I was like helping her. Um, have you ever done hypnotherapy?
0: rating and a comment on apple podcasts that's amazing second you could join the better together with maria menuno's instagram page third you could share the show with a friend in need and finally for as little as ten dollars a month please join our patreon to get monthly live heal events with world-class healers ad-free episodes of our show and even weekly bonus episodes exclusive to patreon Getting better isn't easy, but it is a whole lot better when we can do it together. We love and appreciate and are so grateful for all of you
1: uh, I did once i yeah. I, I have a d d so it was it yeah. it's it's sometimes hard for me meditation, and that is a challenge for me mm. to stay mm-hmm. focused but um but i I did do it like once or twice but i I deeply believe in subconscious and unconscious type of therapies yeah. to really get to the root of whatever is um
3: affecting you did you do it in person or did you do it like a a, in in
1: person and the person i think it was like literally got like a pen
3: and Mm -hmm. went left right left right and had my eyes focus and then you just close your eyes yeah well look there's when you're doing hypnotherapy there's there's really two ways to get into the subconscious um and so it really depends on on who you're working with so a lot of times (laughs) Like for you, since you have like an active mind, uh, you could, you could. it's like, think of your subconscious as, as like a bouncer at the door, right? And you're, and you're trying to get into the club, but you have to get past the bouncer. The bouncer is your your rational mind. That's like, this isn't gonna work. And, you know, I, I don't believe in this. And, you know, telling you all these, uh, just, just kind of blocking the suggestions. So at first, what you, as a hypnotherapist, what I could do is two things. It, I could either put somebody to sleep and relax them into a relaxed state where their mind goes into a beta and then I can give them suggestions, right? Or other people who have a very active mind, you could actually use that and I would just keep your mind busy. So I would give you a task instead of trying to put rest your mind because your mind is so active, I would give you a task like, you know, for example, maybe you know, take, I want you to picture a blackboard and then uh, I want you to just write the alphabet, uh, a big letter A, and then circle it. And then I want you to erase the big letter A, and then make it a small letter A. And but it's a it's a small circle, so the the letters can't touch the circle. And if you touch the circle in your mind, you got to go back to the beginning. And then you take them through the that other, and you and so you give them this activity to do, and and then it starts to put them into a relaxed state in a weird way because their 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 minds are busy, you know. Are they, are they now, actually so, doing
1: the activity, or is it in their mind? Their no, imagining? it's just
3: it's just in their mind.
1: Okay, it's just in their,
3: you know. So so I would choose uh, just by getting to know somebody, I would choose either you know keeping their mind active and then putting them into a relaxed state, or uh, or I would I could relax them in a way uh, where I could put the put the bouncer to sleep or keep them busy, basically. You know what I mean? Um, so for you, I would probably maybe the trying to relax you. Made it made you more anxious, right? Mm-hmm. And made you you think more. So if I give you something to focus on, something uh, to put your attention on, and give you an activity to do, and you're really focused on that, then you're the bouncer in your mind gets busy. You know what I mean? And after a while, the resistance stops. And after a while, you start to get into a relaxed space. So as
1: I'm doing that, you know, I'm, I'm envisioning yeah, the your blackboard, mind. and I'm uh, you know mm-hmm. what what are you going to be saying to me?
3: Well, first focusing I on would, a
1: core problem or is yeah. it general. No,
3: I would have you do that for a little while. And then I would also then start to relax you at the same time. So as you're doing that, then I might give you another activity to do. Uh I could also, you know, reinforce the you know, before I get even get into the suggestions of it. You know what I mean? I would have you uh do things like maybe raise your arm and then lower it slowly. So so that you're basically, I know. That you're following instructions because if you're following my instructions then you're taking you're going to take my suggestions because you're doing everything i'm asking you to do already right you're you're creating this blackboard you're doing the the letters you're raising your arm you're lowering your arm so now i'm giving you more instructions and the more instructions that i give you the next instructions would be the suggestions so your subconscious is 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 absorbing those suggestions now when you're hypnotized it's like it's not like in the movies where all of a sudden you're Clucking like a chicken, you know. It's really putting your mind in a relaxed state, and then, um, and then as I, I give you these suggestions and you absorb them, um, you're a willing participant. Like I can't ever get you to do anything you don't want to do, right? So, if you come to me with anxiety and you want to get rid of your anxiety, you're meeting me fifty percent. You're saying, I I don't want this anxiety anymore. If you're afraid of flying and you're saying, I no longer want to be afraid of flying, you're you're already 50% there and I'm just helping guide you, you know? So, so it's hard to, like, I could never say, what's your, do you have a favorite sports team? I'd say probably the Boston Celtics. Okay. So if I was like, uh, you know, I want to hypnotize you into being a New York basketball fan, you know, uh. Like your mind doesn't want that, so i can't I can't force you to do something that you don't want to do. Right. you know, so I'm there as if there is more to guide you into allowing yourself to um to believe the suggestions that you already want to believe, you know, so if someone's afraid of flying. They don't don't want to be afraid anymore. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, You've got them doing this exercise, let's say, in in their mind, their blackboard, things like that. You're getting them to lift their arm and do things Mm -hmm. to get them to be distracted slash relaxed.
3: And then is it a matter of just saying like flying is safe? Flying is safe, flying is fun. I would associate things like create uh, something in your life, in your mind, that you feel safe doing, that you feel completely comfortable doing. Now imagine that you're, you know, you, you're flying and you're doing that. And so you want to equate the, uh, the, the feeling of flying with the feeling of safety and comfort, because right now the person has a they a belief system that flying is dangerous. It's just a belief system. That's all it is. You know, like I, as a matter of fact, I, I was, I had, uh, some, I, somebody yesterday, I flew yesterday and there's a friend, um, that was sitting in another area of the plane, but, Uh, he was talking to me he said I'm really afraid of flying and uh, and he told me the story that right before he took they took off this girl was like wouldn't shut her phone down you know and he got was getting very agitated because he was like he's so afraid of flying that he thinks if she doesn't you know put her phone down and shut it off the plane might go down and I was like I know that's a rule at the airport but I've never heard of Of a news report that was like the whole plane went down because the one of the passengers decided not to shut their phone up. Like, I don't know what that rule is for, but I've, I've forgotten to shut my phone off and the plane's been fine. So like whatever the believability he had or this belief system makes him terrified of flying. It's kind of like, you can believe something else. And if you focus your attention and belief on something else and associate that with the flying then all of a sudden your subconscious is like okay it's it's now safe it's safe you know i feel good or you know uh, when i think about flying i feel like it's an adventure you know when you hey, do you like going on road trips yeah well flying is just a road trip in the air you know and so you give them these suggestions and mental pictures of feeling safe and comfortable and actually happy and you'll be surprised like it stays with you you know or you might give them a specific thing like with their fingers when you press your fingers together the waves of of um you know safety and the feelings of of comfort will will come flooding back to you so you give them a lot of it's like a massage for the mind really it's like a you know you're going in there and just kind of helping them the the mind relax and then creating a new belief system that they can that they can linger onto because it's all thoughts that's all it is. If I, oh if my there was God. A, yes, yeah. if there is a stick on the ground and you thought it was a snake, you would freak out and your body would freak out. Oh my God, I hate snakes. And I'm definitely terrified of snakes. And all of a sudden you realize, oh, it's just a stick. Then your nervous system calms down and you feel okay. But you reacted as though that was a snake. So your mind, your body reacts to whatever you believe and think. And so being able to go in and you know, retrain your mind and, 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 you know, create a new belief system.
0: When you're on the go 24 seven, like me guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. <laughs> and that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me from working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials. It's been my go-to for so many years and having everything in one place is such a time saver for me with being a first time mom It's time to make your life a little easier and to help you out. I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there, this little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're going to love
3: it. You know, if you have like a, a big speech or something you have to give and you're like, Oh my God, you're, you're already mentally preparing for the speech and you're, you're, picturing it going bad and you're having anxiety (laughs) and it's like you could just as easily picture it going really well and being like everybody happy and clapping and and excited and a standing ovation but the but we want to have this uh our minds want to have this like safety thing that it's like oh we want to protect ourselves but i I feel like anxiety is just a misuse of uh, uh, and worry like worry and anxiety is a misuse of the imagination. Because you're taking this uh, the situation and then you're creating a story around it that's bad. And then you're already living in the torture of it failing, of you being upset. And you could just as easily put yourself in a relaxed state and imagine yourself succeeding and seeing a positive outcome. And then you feel good, you know? And if you honestly like practice that enough. I mean, sport, people in sports do this all the time. They, they mentally prepare as, and they see the game before they play it. And they see all, you know, themselves scoring baskets and like, you know, and that mentality going in builds their confidence, right. And then they feel like, Oh, the outcome is going to be good. I've already seen it as opposed to living in fear, anxiety, and worry and using your imagination in that negative way.
1: It's funny, Marie Yes, because Marie's working a lot with Dr. Joe Dispenza. And oh, Matthew... I love
3: Dr. Joe Dispenza. Right? Yeah. I've been she... to I've been to his courses uh did a week long.
1: Do, do you do any of his practices still?
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, his is he's used to do hypnosis too when he was younger. And and uh, a lot of his stuff, you know, is kind of based on that, and and his meditations are based on that. Um you know, he guides you in a, in a way that's kind of hypnotic. Um, I, I, I love his work though. And I, and, and the results are incredible. I've seen, you know, heard stories of, of people curing themselves of cancers of stage four cancers, you know? Um, and he talks a lot about that too. Like the, the, the mental practice, uh, like, like, going into your mind and seeing things and then and then you know having it manifest because if you think about it, it makes sense if you're sitting there worrying that you're going to fail uh, and then you do it's because your belief system was i'm going to fail at this thing and i'm going and then you get up there and you fail at it and then you've manifested it you know because you've created it by imagining it to be that way now if you can harness your energy and either through meditation or hypnosis uh, and then and then focus on the positive and, uh, you know, it's easier said than done because your mind always wants to go towards protecting yourself, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, well what, if, well, what if, well, what if, well, what if, what if it's the best speech you ever gave? What if, what, if, you know, what if this thing happened and it was so good and everybody loved it? And then you're like, wow, that, that would feel really good. Now you're sitting in those feelings, right? And that's what Joe Dispenza talks about. It's like imagining this thing sitting in the feelings of as if those things have already happened. And then you'll be surprised that the manifestation of powers of it becoming that way because you believe it to be so, you know. And he talks about that all the time, like your mind doesn't know the difference between uh thinking something and actually having it occur and he'll do the like the lemon experiment if you sit there and you imagine if you really close your eyes and imagine a lemon and imagine cutting that lemon and then smell it and then imagine just like squeezing that lemon and and tasting it and feeling the seeds in your mouth you your saliva glands will start producing saliva Mm -hmm. you know you start to feel like uh and you don't even have the lemon there's nothing there it's just in your mind but your body is reacting to it, to the thought. It's the same thing where, you know, somebody cuts you off and, and you get angry. And then all day long, you're thinking about that guy that cut you off and you're upset about all day, (laughs) And you're just like, what a jerk. blah blah. And you're creating these, you're creating the emotions. The event happened, it's gone. It's in the past. So your thoughts are like, it's like a radio station and you sit there and you go, okay, well, what do I want to, what frequency do I want to be on? What, what radio station do I want to tune to? And if you've, and and that's what he talks about being aware, right? Because your, your body and your mind is on a program all day long and it's just kind of following the same program it did yesterday. And you react to the same things the same way you did yesterday. So now if you can become aware of how you're reacting, right? So all of a sudden today, somebody cuts you off and you're like, God damn it. And you get it so angry. And then you're like, why am I getting angry? Yeah, why? I mean, guy made a mistake. All right, what 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 triggers me about that? And what you know is there an event that happened? Is it about control? And you start to question it. But even like trying to figure out the why you react a certain way, you know. I feel that's helpful. Yeah, because then you can change how you react. Some people, you would be more compassionate. Oh my god, that guy almost got got us into an accident, but I'm sure you know. he he, I'm so glad that we're both. Okay. You know, and you live in the gratitude of like, nobody got hurt. You know what I mean?
2: Peter, I'm curious, what led you to Dr. Joe? Like, was there something that you were like, Oh my gosh, my anxiety is crippling. I got to, you know, what was it that you Mm -hmm. were like, Oh, I want to start this work. I
1: just didn't feel, I mean, I don't want to answer for, I feel like he's just on the journey
3: to get. Yeah. Yeah, Well, the, the, I'm laughing because I think Dr. Joe would say the universe led me to him. You know what I mean? Because like you, you have, again, a frequency and like, what is it attracting? Well, I want answers. I want to find out like how to be a better person. How can I, you know, how can I react differently to things that trigger me so much? How, you know, how can I grow? And you, you know, you're, you're always kind of searching and all of a sudden something will pop up and, and, Oh, this looks interesting. And then you'll, you know, it's, I, I always say like, I feel like life is like a uh, Netflix where, you know, the more you watch, the more Netflix will recommend something like that. Right. So the more you're focused on whatever you're focused on, all of a sudden the universe will be sending you more of that. Oh, you like this? Here's more of it. You know? So if you're focused on really like, I'm, I'm, I'm depressed, I'm angry. I'm, I'm, I'm sad. I'm, you know, then, okay, well, we'll give you more more suggestions. You like sad stuff. You like depressed stuff. Here's more of that. you like to be frustrated. Here's more, you know? Uh, so, I don't know, you ever hear the story of the Chinese farmer? I I maybe, but
1: probably, you know, Tell I'd love us. to hear it.
3: <laughs> so there's a farmer, uh, a, a Chinese farmer, and um, he was with his son and and uh, and they had this small farm and this these uh, horses came through and they were like these wild horses. And his son was like, oh my God, this is so amazing. Like now we could use these horses to farm the land. And the Chinese father said, uh, well, maybe.
1: Yeah. Uh,
3: and so they used the horses to farm the land. And then one day the the son was out on riding it and he, he fell off the horse and broke his leg and he cursed all the horses. Like, you know, if those horses didn't come here, my leg would be fine and now I can't work the field. This is the worst thing ever. And then his father said, well, maybe. And then the week later uh, you know, this, this war breaks out and they come through town. And they take all the 18 to 21 year olds, but he had a broken leg. So he couldn't go to war. So, you know, he was then again, happy that the horses were there. So it's like the same event, these horses came through town and he has all these different feelings about it, but you never know. Like, you know, the, the fact that he broke his leg was the best thing that could have happened to him. So if you just trust sometimes that everything's happening for me, not to me, you know, then you can start to put the perspective of like really changing how you feel like, uh, for example, my flight yesterday, I woke up and I overslept, you know, and I missed my flight because I was, you know, and I thought I could have, I got first of freaking out because i got so much to do. I have to be back in LA. I thought this is just part of the journey. Whatever the reason was, I missed the flight. I missed the flight. And then I wasn't stressed about it anymore. I got to the airport on a different flight. I got in later than expected, but I'm still here. You know, I had to move a couple of things around, but I could have been completely stressed and freaked out the whole entire day. And look, I was for a minute and then I caught myself and I was like, I don't want to be stressed and, and, and freaked out the whole day. So I let it go and I made a couple of calls. And like the way you react to something is in your control. Everything outside of that is not always in your control you know, but how you react to it and how you perceive things is in your control. It's funny. You, you
1: know, the, here, here's the um, troubling part is that I have seen people who are going to athletes or people who have goals and it's the fear in them. Um, and, uh, the negative thoughts that have actually motivated them Mm. to succeed. And um, so that's where it's like, it's a little tricky because I've seen, seen the other people who embrace uh, and visualize the positivity and visualize the speech going Mm. great or the game going great. I think it's just, it's not a substitute for work. You still have to do the work. And I, yeah, you still have, like, do, you still have do to practice work. your free throws or whatever it is that you're mm. doing. You have to practice that speech because I think you can have false confidence and walk in. Whereas mm. I've seen actors and, you know, um, really have to n- have no one around them and they're really neurotic and crazy, but then they deliver a, the most amazing scene. Yeah. And I feel like everyone's process is different. But that's always the part for me. Is I look at some of my anger and some of my fear. Listen, uh, through the twentieth through up to this till the pandemic, I would say that a lot of the fears and anger I've had, I've used as fuel mm. to kind of survive this business and to do achieve what we've been able to achieve. That's just being said, I also realize that will only has only taken me so far, and it is physically depleted and exhausted me, too, yeah. where, where I think the way what you're talking about, as long as you do the work, you're willing to do the work, mm-hmm. that's the way, I, you know, it's going back to sports, it's, I look at Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, or I look at Sugar Ray Leonard versus Marvin Hagler, and um, idol all of them, they're my idols, but there's a vast difference between Bird and Magic and Sugar Ray Leonard and Hagler, and I know I'm dating myself, but you know the hagglers and the Larry Birds were the angry, fear-based Jordan too. Just you know, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. I got to prove myself. And then you know, Sugar Ray and Magic were uh, Shaquille O'Neal too, much lighter. You know, it mm-hmm. it was they they played hard when the bell rang or the whistle blew to start the game, but then they could just leave it behind. And I've talked mm. to them, by the way, not all of them, but many of those men I've actually talked to about it. And I think the mm. latter, it, when I look at today, I see when I see Sugar Ray Leonard and I see Magic Johnson, they look younger, healthier. Mm. Um, I think it's far more taxing yeah. to be in that other state that I mentioned.
0: All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's Frizzy Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? is using the Way Hair Oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free, up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T H E O U A I dot com, and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T H E O U A I dot com, promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it.
3: Yeah, I think you know. it's like it's just two routes to get to the same goal. Right. So Mm -hmm. I would say like,
1: but I think this route, my route, this old route is, I think is more depleting.
3: Well, I think it's also just belief systems. Like you, there's a part of you, your subconscious believes that you thrive under pressure, that you thrive when you feel like your back is against the wall and you have to do this or you're going to fail. Yeah. Counter punching. Yeah. Yeah. And whatever that belief system is, explore that. Like, When did I get that belief? Because you didn't grow up with it. You didn't like all of a sudden be born. You're like coming out of the womb fighting. Like, I gotta get out, get out to survive. Like somewhere along the line, you picked up this belief system.
1: Yeah.
3: Right. And it served you up to this point. And maybe there's a fear of letting it go because if I let that go, maybe I won't be successful, right? But that's a limiting belief. Because I would say to you, like, what if you could actually really enjoy. And have fun and and use instead of fear, you turn that fear into excitement. Because fear and excitement is a very similar frequency, it is. right? Yes. So if you get on a ride and that you know, roller coaster ride and you're like, holy shit, I can't believe I'm on this ride. And you get oh, fear. And then all of a sudden you go on the second time and you know what it's gonna be like, and you use that fear now and you're excited, right? So now I would say to you, like, what if you could turn the that fear that's motivated you? And what if you could turn it just into excitement and be like you know what i'm excited to do this next thing and i i'm gonna the only person i'm competing with is myself because i want to be better than the last thing i was you know what i mean mm-hmm. and i i there's nobody i don't have to compete against anybody i'm just literally going to focus on my job and i want to have fun with it and i'm excited to do it and you take all of that and that becomes your new belief system and then that motivates you and then you're actually if yeah, producing the same results or if not even going further, but at the same time, it's an, it's an enjoyable process. Yeah. And that's
1: you know what mean? I mean. It doesn't even age you. It's when I look yeah. at those other men I talked about that do embrace that. That's why I feel they're a lot healthier yeah. as a result. I, you know, I think um, I go back and forth. There's part of me that's, it's the fun and excitement. Then oh. the other part is okay. Snap to it though. You know, the way to make it or the way to protect those around me is to stay, vigilant um mm. but back with you peter but but wait just yeah. on
3: that note like i don't see any difference between going if i was going out and doing this job for excitement and fun you know what i mean i feel like you would do the same amount of work i would, the same amount, you I, know would. What I mean and and get to this and it would still be protecting your your family and your income and all that and it's just a matter of like getting to the point of i'm tired of feeling motivated by stress. And I'm tired of being (laughs) motivated by feeling like I'm not enough and I have to make it. And I'm being squeezed into the pressure of, of this and, and, and the outcome of it. Right. Because if you could shift that mindset and go, I'm, I've been doing this for a while. I'm I'm, I'm good at what I do. And I believe that what I do is, 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 you know, helping the world and, and, and helping me and, and why wouldn't people want to buy whatever I'm doing because cuz i'm enjoying it and my dad always used to say to me you know uh don't ever focus on you know making money you know if just focus on doing what you love because if you do what you love you're going to do it really well because you love doing it and if you do it well then people will pay you well you know and I, i've and that was a belief system that i kind of grew up with so it's just a matter of like belief systems can be changed all the time sometimes we don't want to because we're always afraid of change <laughs> but you i think hypnosis helps with that you know helps with belief i, I
1: think change is also hard too so even mm-hmm. if it's uh even if you're it's not scary yeah for yeah. me you know for me i think it's just more it, i've been so physically depleted that the only thing that yeah. gets me my energy back is can be anger sometimes, mm-hmm. but excitement and fun things too. Like if there's a fun project that yeah. I'm all into. So I, I, yeah, no, you're, 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 um, you're, 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 speaking gospel. I'm, uh, I, I, I love this and we, 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 Peter, were you always like this? Did we always this kind of Zen way or I mean, I've, did you go through like an ugly side of your twenties where you had to grow out of, you know, grow into this? Cause think, I'm fascinated with people's DNA. Cause I, I yeah. swear some people just are born with this and definitely this have to work
3: messaging it. as you grow up programs, things. And and that's why I said like, go back and start thinking about like, well, when did I, did I fail at something and go, I have to do this because you're afraid to fail in some way. Like think back to your childhood. I bet you there's somewhere in there that you were like, you know, felt the pressure and then you succeeded with that pressure and you were like, aha this is how I can succeed. Because if I'm under this pressure, I succeeded this time, you know? But then know that that was just that one instance in time. And then think, is there a time where you succeeded where you weren't under pressure? I don't know, you know? Then start thinking, could you succeed where you're not under pressure if you just actually really got up and did it for the love of doing it and enjoyment, you know? And the imagination is the best tool that we have as human beings. Because everything comes from it, right? If I want to build a chair, I got to imagine what that chair is going to look like first. So I've already built it in my mind. And then I got to go out and get the supplies to do it. And then sometimes it doesn't quite look like I want to take it it over to, take it over to making a film. Yeah. You have the film in your
1: brain, Mm -hmm. but then you have to get it on paper and then you have to get other people to, you know, it's a long road to get Well, they
3: say there's, when you do a film, there's three films. There's the one you write, the one you make, yeah. and then the one you edit. Yeah, yeah. And and at a certain point, you you have to give over to the edit and go, oh, it kind of wants to go this way. I thought it was going this way, but mm. it, this is what it wants to be. And you can shape it a little bit, but at a certain time, you have to give it up to what it wants to be. You know, so there's a lot of control. We want to control. We want to control so much because of protection. I mean, know?
1: that's, again, that's what we're really getting splitting yeah. here is because we're getting into film stuff. But at the same time... I guess it th- there's a universal thing in filmmaking. I think we can all relate to, you know, when do you give up control? Because I've seen just as many times on both ends where the artist would not relent control, would not listen to other forces and something that really could have been amazing ended up being a flop. But mm-hmm. then I've seen the flip where the artist knew in their heart of hearts the way to make the project in the greatest way and then got overpowered by other forces. And then it was a flop too. Right. So it's, it's, it's tricky how to know when, when to bend and not break. Yeah.
3: I'm I'm not saying don't fight your battles, right? I'm saying more in the, in the sense of when you're in the editing room. No, and and I you're know being, you're
1: not. What I, Peter, what I want to know is, I want to know is wh- how do you just assess when to fight those battles, whether mm. it's, your child in school, any project you're doing, you're yeah. always going to have other cooks come into the kitchen. And mm. when is it time you go, guys, you just have to, it's funny. I just heard a great story from someone in the business whose name I don't want to give, but, uh, it went back to a Beatles song. Um, that was, it actually wasn't a Beatles song. It was, a, um, a Motown song that the Beatles covered. Um, I got it. No, it wasn't. Damn. I'm really, this is not, I wasn't prepared to do this. But anyway, there was a, there's a Motown classic that the Beatles covered that became a number one hit for them. Mm. So, so the Beatles management team called up, um, Barry Gordy, the head of Motown and said, listen, um, we want to, can we use this song on our album? And he said, you know, let me think about it. And he, and Barry was like, you know, we're Motown and they're, they're taking our music and we don't need the Beatles. Like our stuff is amazing and it's very popular. And his whole team said, no, no, you don't understand Barry. Like this is the Beatles. They're the biggest band in the history of rock and roll. They're they're bigger than everything. And if we're part of them, it's going to be great for us. So he goes against his better judgment. He relents And they end up putting out the album and it's very successful for the Beatles. What he came to find out later was that the Beatles team had actually recorded and pressed. They went ahead and recorded the song, pressed it, and it was ready to go out to stores in a matter of days. Mm. And had Barry held to his ground, he would have gotten everything he wanted. He would have said, yeah, fine, but I'm going to have half of... Whatever. Right. They would have given him anything. Yeah. And he's like, you know, I'm, that's it. I'm sticking to my heart. And now that's a problem too, because now forever, probably every decision he may have, have to make, it's, he's always going to stick to his heart. So it's tricky when mm-hmm. you're in that position to know when to stick to your heart and when to listen to outside yeah. forces, no, uh, uh, like, for, you know what I mean? It's, it's a, yeah. it's a, it's no, a hundred
3: percent. There's a tons of times where, you know, I'm editing or have a picture and you know, you're just at like a standstill. of like, look, I, and you fight for what you believe in, you know, sometimes you have to be more collaborative and be like, okay, I'll, you know, give up this battle to win this battle. You know, it's all, but what my, my whole thing is about control is a lot of times you can't control the outside situation, right? So if the outside situation happens and it's something you cannot, like control, in
1: other words, the president of Universal says, "Hey, you edit it this way, buddy, or we're throwing it away. Yeah, yeah, You
3: have no control over that. You have no control. So you have to change the perception of how you feel about it because it doesn't service you to be angry, bitter, um, and, and frustrated. You're just putting that frequency out, and again, you're asking the universe, the Netflix of the universe, to give you more of that. Right? So to go, okay, I don't, I don't have this in my control. I'm just gonna have to let it go, you know what I mean? And letting it go doesn't—you're not gonna get the any other result. Like you're not gonna change the result, you know what I mean? If you can't change the result, out there on the outside, but you can change how the perception of it on the inside, right?
0: bonus wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving so on top of all that they keep me feeling satisfied i'm energized while i'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today minus the sweet chili so
1: that's what i'm talking about yeah no no and by the way i'm not um I'm not criticizing you or anything. Right. I'm trying to get the secret sauce to help me yeah. and help our audience. Yeah. So I, I think you're right. You're onto something with the outside forces you can't control. And then I think it's, it's at some point letting it, letting it go when you know what you don't have control of, you let it go. I will add one asterisk though, where you, hmm. you say, okay, next time, what have I learned? What are the lessons for next time exactly. I do this? Yeah. Because I don't, what I see, unfortunately, Peter, in our business and in life, yeah, is I see people. Their version of let go is they quit. They quit their dreams. Yeah, you they can't quit do their that. businesses. They quit. And I, there are cynical people who say, "Well, they weren't meant to make it anyway." That mm. makes me feel really bad. Yeah. Um, so I think it's more letting go of that thing and that result, and taking away what lessons you can. And say, okay, so next time now we're gonna do it in a different way. Because I look at like, I look at like a Sylvester Stallone and how many times he's been knocked down in business, but he comes back with,
3: but he gets up. Well, he
1: gets up, but you know, it's when I, again, I've had the pleasure of having this discussion with him, but I said, you know, he's almost put that narrative out to the world where get, you have to get knocked down to be able to get back up and to, you know, or, or life is just about hanging in and getting beat up Mm -hmm. for 15 rounds. And so I say to him, like, you know, unfortunately, you kind of have to keep living this because you put it out there. But he's one yeah. of those guys that gets knocked down and then gets uh, gets he uses his motivation to get back up, and that's yeah. his process. Yeah. Um, but I feel I I think it's the the more Zen 21st century process is what you're talking about, yeah. and that's what I want to learn. And I think if more people learn it and adapt to it, they're going to have longer lives. They're going to be a
3: lot happier. Mm. You know, yeah, I mean, all you could do is whatever the out you got to think of the outside world as a mirror and the inside world is you, right? So, yeah, like,
1: explain that to me because Maria's always saying that to me too,
3: yeah. Okay, <laughs> so, like, if you want the mirror to do something, how do you like if you want the reflection of you to smile, what do you have to do? I have to smile, you have to smile, yeah. Yep. So, if everything is, and now the mirror has a lag, right? So you're smiling and you're happy and you're like, God damn it, this isn't working. You know what I mean? And then you get angry. Then the smile's not going to show up because the dominant, your dominant side is pissed off, angry, frustrated. And then the universe of the Netflix universe uh, says, okay, I'll give you more of that. <laughs> the Netflix so, recommends. Yeah. And then the recommends thing. So it's like, you know, you really have to, fully embrace how you feel about something. And I'll go back to me missing my flight yesterday. I mean, I, it's work, you know, because initially I was like stressed, angry. How could I have done beating myself up? I have, you know, so many things to do And then it's like, I'm alive. I'm okay. Yeah. Those things can be moved. I'll get on another flight. And I don't know why I missed this flight. It could be the universe needed me to miss it, to run into an old friend or to like see somebody, uh, you know, that's happened to me many, many times where all of a sudden, like, I'll see somebody in the middle of New York that I haven't seen in 20 years. You just literally bump into I each
1: mean, other. To me, 100% of the time happens. Yeah. We have, uh, we have some old friends who help take care of my mother-in-law when she was passing from cancer. They were our neighbors, actually. And they were coming back into town, and they said, oh, can we stay at the house for, like, three weeks or a month? And oh. we said, sure. And, uh, and, you know, my wife was like, well, my, my father's there, and it is a month. And I said, you know, Maria, they, these people, like, were... They t- literally took care of your mom on their hands and knees, you know, there's nothing they can ask for that we can't give them. She's like, oh my God, you're right, you're right. And I said, and your father's gonna agree because it's his wife after all, which of course he did. Sure enough, they happen to be a doctor and a nurse, and Costa gets a hernia this week. Is in the most excru- my father in law is in excruciating pain. And who's there mm. to take care of them and bring them to- all? What none of it would have happened. Literally saved his life by yeah. being there. And I just I have so many of those examples. I'll always say to M- M- Maria when she's really stressed about things, like you know Maria, I I don't know somehow some way the sun's going to still come up tomorrow and it's going to go down again. I don't know how yeah. it's going to happen. Even though <laughs> you missed your flight or you know yeah. that you sent out this wrong email. It's just kind yeah. of that way.
3: Yeah. It's a beautiful thing if you start to embrace that. And it's, it's, listen, it's a practice. So I'm not saying I walk around Zen all the time. I'm, I have that Italian passion in me. And sometimes I'm like, and then I, right. but it's about catching yourself and going, is that servicing the situation right now? Could I be dealing with this? Thing? And then you start to become aware of how your reactions are. And if you can become aware of them, you can change them.
1: Well, I wrote it, and, yeah, and like I wrote down what you said. You know, why do I re- why do I react this week? So you know, when you do yeah. have those reactions, and say you can't help it, you have a bad reaction. Okay, you you go to awareness, like you said, and you ask yourself, why did I react this way? And you explore that because that's going to help how you react the next time.
3: Yeah, and know? if anything, it, it, if you explore it, and you know, you'll get to the point. Next time you react that way, you're like, oh, I'm doing it again. See, there it is again, I'm doing it, again. Yeah. There it is again. And if you can notice it, then like yesterday, I, it, I'm human. Like I'm going to have a reaction, you know? And I call, you know, my, my uh, wife, first thing I did was call my wife and go, I, I messed up. I, I don't know what to, like, I don't know what to do. I, I have so many things to do today. It's like, I overslept hard, like, cause I was uh, jet lagged and have my flight left at 5.00 AM. And I woke up at 1.00 PM. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Good so I was sleep. like, what, I yeah, envy you. <laughs> I, yeah, and then I, today I was laughing about it. I was like, oh, I got a good night. I got a really good night's sleep last uh, the night before. You know? And then you just find a way to kind of laugh it off because the day the sun's going to come up and it's going to go down again. Yeah. And like at the end of the day, if you, if you could try to look at life too, and I, and it's a practice that I try and I'm not saying I'm perfect at it, but it's like every day you wake up, it's like you're going, it's like going to school. It's like, what lessons am I going to learn today? I I like that. As as opposed to that's a good
1: one on the fridge.
3: Yeah. What lessons lessons am I going to learn today? Because everything you, you, you react to is a lesson in, uh, what you can, how you can grow. And a lot of times, like, even when you get upset with other people, it's a reflection of what you're lacking, right. Or what you're going through. Like I read this thing that there was uh, somebody gets upset because somebody else is so full of themselves, right? And like this guy walks, this guy walks around like he's so full of himself. Why does he do it? Like makes me angry that that person is so full of themselves. Well, maybe if you look at it differently, it's like why? Why am I angry that? Yeah, why? Why would? Person? Why do we get angry at him? Why, why? Why am I angry that this person is so confident? Is it because I wish that I had that confidence? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe I lack that. Maybe I need a little bit more of what he's doing. Maybe I need to be a little bit more full of myself. And I'm angry that I don't have that. So when you start to reflect on why you're triggered, then you, then you learn some lessons and then you, you grow, you know?
1: That's a big thing is figuring out why you are triggered. Cause some of them are tricky. Like that seems like an easier. Triggers happen
3: all day, every day to me, all day, you know, or, you know, you start. My imagination starts to go. Like, well, what if this happens? Bad, and what if this happens? Bad? And then I'll catch myself. And go, take a breath. Okay. Well, what if it happens? this happens? And it's good. And it's a it's a matter of catching yourself, catching yourself, catching. Yourself. And I'm not saying I'm good, perfect at it, but I but I do try. Like, I wake up, and when I get those triggers, or when I start to worry, and I start to have those, uh, I, I I shift it. I just try to shift it because the only thing we really can control is how we react to something. That's the only thing we have in Amen. our control. Yeah, yeah. I love this idea of shifting
1: triggers. I, I just wrote that down. I have to figure
3: I, I have. but uh Yeah. Start to meditate on like, okay, I got this trigger. Why? Why Why did that bother me? And then you start to, you know, maybe it won't come right away, but maybe like a day or two later, you'll be like. It maybe it will. But you know, you also know, Peter,
1: this is where I think talk therapy can be good because if yeah. you have a good talk therapist, they can help you with that.
3: Yeah. You know, because then, something then, that bothers you might not bother me at all. Like the guy yesterday that was pissed off that the my fr- friend that was pissed off that some girl was shutting off oh, her phone, yeah, yeah, yeah. he was so anxious <laughs> and he literally took the cord. He was like, I took the, her cord out and I ripped it out. And I was like, wow, that's a big reaction. Like, why? Why, why is that upsetting so much? Like, what is it? Is it about the control of flying that bothers you? Like, explore that. Yeah, what was it? Like,
1: do you think he just was so freaked out by flying? I think was a lot of people are the rules and he does obey the rules. I'm trying, I'm guessing that,
3: that could be it. I mean, that it's, but I don't know, like that's something for him to explore. Like I'm, I I abide by rules and when other people don't, it pisses me off, but also maybe, maybe he abides by the rules too rigidly and he needs to, to lose. So maybe that's, if you looked at it as a lesson, he could have been like, why was I so triggered by that? Maybe I need to be less, uh, you know, rule oriented in my life, you know, maybe that would, make me less stressful but you know a lot of flying stuff is control it's like you're on a plane you know something you know turbulence is happening beyond your control uh the the pilots flying you that's a lot of faith to give into one person you know what i mean yeah but if you explore the other side of that when you're under hypnosis and you're like well fly it's way safer to fly you know there are way fewer accidents flying could be fun flying right. for me i i've trained myself to go to sleep before the flight even takes off and it's a beautiful thing. Cause I could like get on the flight and uh, close my eyes. And I love, and I, and I love the sound of the white noise. And I've just made it in my mind, something that's enjoyable. Something where I could catch up on sleep, read a script. Nobody could get yeah, to I me. Yeah, I love it. No, please. I know? love it. I feel it's like, like I'm, I can't I'm get flying on a recliner. Like, it. But those are, these are like, you create the story in your mind. And when you create the story in your mind, then you believe that, right? So his story in his mind is, the plane's going to go down Uh, you know there's too much if turbulence happens it could you know it's raining outside what if lightning strikes us and he's it's the same thing as the stick on the ground he's seeing a snake you know what i mean i think what you nailed though with the with the plane
1: is loss of control i Mm. think that's what is when i think of you know politically speaking how up in arms everyone is on the left and the right about politics I feel like that's really what is. I'm only having that realization through you, but yeah. I feel like a lot of people want to hear them complain. It's like they feel somehow there's some kind of loss of control over their lives.
3: Mm-hmm. You well, know? It's, a, it's their belief system that's being questioned too. Nobody likes their belief system questioned, Right. So with politics, it's tough because you have certain people getting their news source from one area and you have other politics where they're getting their news source from another area. Yeah. so To reinforce just- their beliefs. They're just two complete different belief systems. So you are that's why they're like, never talk religion, never talk politics at a dinner table because you're never going to win because you're fighting over two oh belief systems that are like, Peter, I'm if never you were going to, we
1: were at this one, a, a poor friend of ours had yeah. a, a UFC night. Everyone, he had a, he hired a cook and everyone had made dinner. He had a, and this, two guys started talking politics and one guy was one of those big, loud, alpha male yeah. types. And it was like, he was of the I'll die to be right variety. Yeah. And he literally just wouldn't stop. And like, you could just see the room just keep clearing out more and more people. Yeah. Except of course me, because I enjoyed the show so much.
3: <laughs> you got the popcorn out. <laughs>
1: well, I also was there because I thought they were going to go to blows. And so I was like, yeah. I'm the only one who probably can like keep these guys apart. And, yeah. um, and even at the end, the one, Side said, Oh, you know, I'm sorry it went to that. But and the other guy still wouldn't stop. And I was like, whoa, yeah. talk about and that's why Maria's always like, No, no politics. She doesn't say the religion thing because it's probably mm. that's not really really as relevant today. But yeah, it's it's but I think it's that loss of control and the hypno the hip the hypnosis is a great way to explore it. Mm. And then are you familiar with the work of Dr. Amen
3: Oh yeah. Dr. Brain doctor. Oh, I mean, yeah, he's a, I've, I've seen him actually. I've had my brain scanned. By Same him. with me.
1: And I, yeah. yeah. I, you know, he's I, great. yes. Yeah. And his whole thing is he runs you through that kind of truth test. Is this absolutely yeah. true? Yeah. You know That the plane is good. You know, that the plane's going to go down or, you know, mm-hmm. um, I know that I'm going to have all my rights taken away or I'm going to lose all my money or I'm yeah. going to not have my health provided for it, whatever it is. Um, but that's a
3: neat way too. But I, I I'm more with you on subconscious. But if you if you break that down though, what Dr. Amon, or Eamon is saying is like he is the is the plane gonna go down? Is that true? You you start to step by step break down your belief system. It's all about belief. Honestly, like you know, hey, there's a perfect example of this. Uh, there was a guy, and I don't I don't remember the runner's name, but there's a guy that could only run the mile in a certain amount of time. And for years, nobody could break that record of the mile run, right? Yeah. Years, decades. And then one person. It was broke Roger
1: it. I think, Bannister. Yeah. From yeah. England. And he wasn't even a runner. Yeah. He, and he when he broke it, it, was
3: like, it could be broken. The yeah. minute he broke it. Yeah. That was it. Then next week people were breaking it left and right. High school kids were breaking right. it. It's a, It's a belief so, system.
1: So, and this was, you guys, this was a hundred years ago. How yeah. do we not embrace this? I'm glad people are waking up to, to embrace this today because yeah, i
3: I feel like there's more of an awakening people talk about you know awareness more mm-hmm. uh I, we just didn't grow up with that you know right. I didn't grow up with that and the information wasn't
1: was... as available either you you went yeah. to a, a, a you an encyclopedia you pulled out of the yeah, yeah. We just had the encyclopedia set. Right.
3: That was our, where we got all of our information. Every, every year you get the appendix with like yeah, that remember. much more information. Now there's just so much information out there. It's just, uh, it's a beautiful thing. And also like, it's overwhelming. It is. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's very much belief systems breaking down. So, so well,
1: not, and last thing, cause I, cause I know I we yeah. have to wrap, but, but c- can, can, can we ch- alter our beliefs? I think we can. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. And part there, of right? doing that
3: is like part of doing that is questioning your beliefs. Well, why do I believe that? Well, where did I get that information from? And what's this information over here? Because you can grow if you're if you if you take the limits off of your belief system, you know, um, and question it. The more you question things, like why why am I afraid of flying or why am I triggered by this, uh, and then the next time it's about changing your perception. I have a dad who worked seven six days a week. He had like one day off. And I grew up with a mom who was always like, "Your dad's working so hard for our family, and uh, you know he's putting you guys through school." My belief system was my dad was a hero. Now, if my mom was like, "Your dad's never around, I'm, I'm you know, I have to do everything around here," it's like, you know, he's not a family man. I would have hated my dad. You know, so I, it's it's you kind of get limit, limited limited beliefs set when you're younger, and then you hold on to them, and then you start looking for uh confirmation
1: yes to reinforce those limiting reinforce
3: those beliefs right yes and every and so for you you're like oh well every time i'm under pressure i do well but you're creating that right so like you could create the other side of it like every time i get excited and do something with pure love i do well and you start living start reinforcing that you know I mean, hypnosis is is basically meditation that's guided, that's giving you suggestions that you already want.
1: So, and listen, I know you're not a practice, you're not a professional in the sense you have clients or whatever. I wish there's other, there's, is there any recommendations we can give to people about where they can find a good hypnosis? I mean,
3: hypnosis, you could just hypnosis near me and then basically like look up their Yelp reviews, you know? Yeah. But I'll tell you, it's the best nap you'll ever take. <laughs> Cause you know, when you get into that, you're like a t- yes. yeah, lap. Yes. And you wait, when you're, when you go under, you feel like your breathing's really slow. You feel that heaviness. You feel like, and then when you come out of it, you're like, whoa, it's like a trip. Sometimes you're more aware. So it's not like you have to be asleep the whole entire time. Your conscious mind will kind of drift in and out. You'll pick up words here and there. Uh, but if you're truly relaxed, you know you'll hear parts of it, not hear parts of it. It Doesn't matter. Your subconscious is is what's you know ga- gathering up all the information. I know we got to go, but if you want to do like a three minute little uh, meditation thing with, I could I could I could give you a tool and the audience a tool to like yeah, I would love help that. calm them. Do we have time, Kelsey? Heck
2: yeah, let's do okay. it.
3: All right, <laughs> you could cut out some of the other bullshit we were talking about. I don't. No, no, not, oh, oh, I think, so no, 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 Listen, Peter, it was
1: very helpful, and it's it's you know I, just coming back to LA. Since I've been away from LA. Yeah. And so I'm ca- I'm carrying into LA a lot of baggage with me. Yeah. It's really hot here now. We have mosquitoes. We never did. Er, Wanna have to be mm. here. Everyone I know was smart and left and I want to be in nature. And and I realized, oh my goodness, I'm putting that out there. Yeah. So what do you those think? are what's the stories you that the, you're telling. And and then the it, mirror I'm gonna it. get back. But you yeah. know why I, I the universe has really been good to me is because they keep showing me amazing, kind people and good friends here and yeah. moments of humanity. I keep seeing, thank goodness to smack me upside the head and be like, yeah. stop it.
3: So I, you know, and, and, and when you, yeah. you got to quiet that voice in your mind, that's doing that. Cause like, it's not always right. We want to believe it all the time. It's not like that little voice in our head, that chatters, chatter, chatters, but mm-hmm. it's, it's not, it's like 50, 50 for me, like 64. Like I think it is for most the, of us. There's the trueness where if you calm your mind down and go inside, <laughs> there's this gut that tells you, yes, do that, do that, or call this person, you know, and that those instincts, but it's hard to defer sometimes between that and the chatter. That's just like all day long chatter. You know, you, this is, and it's raining and it sucks here because you could be like, oh my God, this is, you know, if you were out somewhere freezing, you'd be like, oh my God, I'm so happy to have the sun, you know, yeah, this yeah. is great. It, it just kind of changed that story. It's the stories in your mind, but I'm going to give you, let's do this. Okay. So what I want you to do, put your pen down, just relax, put your feet firmly on the floor. You can, Put your hands wherever it makes you feel comfortable. Okay, it's not a home noses. I'm not going to turn you into a chicken. Uh, Just I just want you to feel good. I wouldn't mind being a chicken.
2: I know. That's not not an amazing chicken.
3: (laughs) So if you and if you're at home listening, you know, relax in your chair. Just take a deep breath in, and then let it out. There you go. Let your shoulders drop a little bit. And now you're relaxed a little bit more, right? And I want you to just take another deep breath in for five. And then let it out for five. Breathing is one of the most important things you could do to calm your nervous system. Even if you go breathe in for five and out for five when you're stressed, it'll calm your nervous system down like tenfold. In for five and out for five. I just want you to quiet your mind. You have nowhere to be, nowhere to go for the next few minutes. It's just... You know, focus on relaxing. That's all I want you to do Just keep your eyes closed and listen to the sound of my voice. I want you to put your awareness and your attention now on the center of your chest. Just imagine your heart beating. Put your attention there and keep breathing in for five and out for five as you're doing that. In for five and out for five. Just imagine now, I want you to imagine like a white light around your heart. And as you're as you're breathing in and out, imagine that that light, and you could give it a color if you like, whatever color you like. Just imagine it getting brighter and brighter. The more relaxed you get, the brighter it gets. More, more relaxed now. Now just take that energy, that that, that light that's around your heart and just let it kind of kind of just just melt into your body so that you feel that light kind of light up your body imagine your light your, your, that light just lighting up your body now and yeah, nice and relaxed there you go and then take your imagination just imagine that light now filling up the room You just bathe in that light and that light relaxes you more and more. Now I want you to think back to a memory of yours where you, you felt really at peace and happy and calm. It could be on a vacation. It could be at the ocean. It could be in the snow. It could be with a person. It could be by yourself. It could be with an animal. Just think back to something that gives you that feeling of peace, calmness, happiness. I want you to just really visualize it now and and, and just imagine turning up the dial on all the colors in that scene that you're imagining. See it really vividly and I want you to turn up the sound too, whatever's happening there. Just turn up the sound. As you're watching that in your mind, just really feel that serene, calm feeling of peace, happiness. And concentrate on that feeling. And I want you to take that feeling and grow it. Grow it inside you like that light. Like, let it, let it. Pour over your body like a warm blanket. Uh, I want you to take that feeling, stay with that feeling, double it, and then double it again. And let that feeling grow even more now and just fill up the whole entire room with that feeling. Imagine that feeling of just busting through the walls and coming, growing all over LA, all over the US, all over the entire world, and then coming right back into your heart. Just radiating that feeling of peace, happiness, calmness. And then when you're ready, you could open your eyes, come back to the room. How do you feel?
1: I'm ready for a nice nap.
3: <laughs> oh, that, was great. <laughs> that was great. It's like it literally yeah. took us five minutes and you get to a nice, peaceful place. Now, imagine you're like at a stress point in your day and you can go inside somewhere quiet, close your eyes and do that exercise for five minutes. You know, where you just think of something, you know, create a light inside you, let that grow, and you know, keep your calm, your breathing down in for five, out for five, and any memory you want, conjure up that emotion. You know, you're like a wizard, you're like a an alchemist that can take their emotions and just change them into something beautiful, and then you just pour that emotion out to the world, and as you're giving it out, comes right back in, and it gives even more energy and love and energy is healing our bodies want to heal you know it's a it's a, like in a homeostasis where and then we go in there and we kind of fuck it up but it wants to heal itself if we allow itself to heal itself you know
1: i saw it with maria's mom who you know was barely conscious but she was um her you know she wasn't able to pass any urine toward yeah. the end but a bunch of healers maria and other people on zoom we all put their hands over her and through zoom yeah. and we giving the sense. And then next thing you knew, just this release of all the fluids it, and, and yes, someone beautiful. filmed it because it, one of the caretakers yeah. filmed it and it was great because she is young on her caretaking journey and was like, I really needed to see this because yeah. I never would have believed it. But mm-hmm. yeah, energy, it's real.
3: It's, uh, and also like it's believability too. Like, like her mom believed that was going to help her. Well, she and, was like, no, she and, was out
1: of it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's even more, powerful is that she, yeah. she was only semi-conscious at the time. Yeah. Um, so it really was such a, an example of the power
3: of energy, but yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. 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 Wow. That's even more amazing that she was out of it. Cause that's like, a I lot mean, of times right? like other people, like when you're on, on her hypnosis, you're participating. So for her to actually just feel that energy and, uh, and not be able to participate as much is, is a beautiful thing.
1: Yeah. Wow. All right, Peter. So we, we're going to need to have you back. Wait, Okay question <laughs> what, what sorry <laughs> this is this is fanboy kev there's got to be some kind of another installment at some point don't you think Where well, that fan base
3: is so rabid. i mean i don't i mean we, we did five movies uh that's a lot of I me mean, it's not as much as harry potter but at a certain point where vampires are not supposed to age so <laughs> so we gotta you know i don't know if they can do it with us because it's been like 10 years Although I like to think I don't age. But, Peter, you uh, literally
2: look like you're 30. Okay. So. First of all, you oh. look
3: great.
1: Secondly, Thank come you. on, that's part of storytelling. Yeah. We figure it out. We'll but don't, it you out. Think, don't you think they almost, where movies are only blockbuster and old franchises seem to be working, not that that's yeah. even really old compared to like a Top Gun, I almost feel they have to. Think of the uh, world so there, of, like, Star Wars. They were Wars based and- on
3: books, though, too, so I think there would have to be another book, unless they did, like, a TV spinoff of, like, the, some of the characters or something. Like a Cobra Kai um, kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, not, yeah, so there's been no discussion, huh? No. I was thinking,
3: like, Boba Fett in Star Wars. Oh, and they right. That one they, character, yeah, and, they, and you take know. it in...
1: But, yeah, but, well, now they've shown us there's so many different ways to do these, and they've yeah. and through the success we've seen of them... Um, it's almost a no-brainer. So I'm just, I'm I'm waiting to see when. I, if, yeah. To me, it feels like a when.
3: Yeah. But more well, than there, if. there's been some talks of a, of a can't hardly wait reunion that like a, a sequel that would be fun. Wait, really? Been so How long. serious yeah. have the talks been? I mean, just kind of, uh, hey, would you do it? You know, I would love to explore. That yeah. Character. Why not? Twenty five years later, so it would be a fun movie to make too because it would be their reunion, right? So now all you get to see all these characters. How they are today, you know. And I always imagine that like the nerdy kid would be like the Bill Gates, you know, carry, He'd be like the richest guy on the planet. Kind of Peter, Elon why Musk. don't
1: why wouldn't you go why wouldn't you do what I, I see some other actors do yeah. or artists do? Why why wouldn't you go and pitch them? Oh, this, I think there's like
3: internal there's some internal talks. I think the original directors are working on something. So Oh got it. Know, okay. That's uh that's, that's more, since they directed it and wrote it, I'd let them kind of lead the way. But they think, I think they came to me and said, Hey, would you, would you guys would be interested in, and oh, we'll see that Everybody again. would be like, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, that's going to happen. Yeah, that'd be fun.
1: I'm excited. Okay. And then Peter, where, where does everyone find you?
3: Uh, I'm on uh, Instagram at Peter Faccinelli, at Peter Faccinelli on Twitter. So yeah, it's, those are the two that I check the most. Nice. It's uh,
1: those two. And, and and I know you've got a lot of projects coming up, right? You have move, move, a lot of movies. Yeah, dropping.
3: I mean, um, I've got two movies in the can. I've, I've got some movies I'm, I'm attached to direct. I, I love directing too. So I, I'm trying to make that more of a part of my career. Um, but it, it's all a form of storytelling. So like as an actor, you tell a story with your you know body and your voice and, you know, uh, through that character. And then, you know, as the director, you're telling the whole palette. Um, so it's just... Uh, I wish there was, if someone says, what do you, what do you do for that? I always say, uh, oh. I'm a storyteller. <laughs> yeah. I tell stories.
1: Yeah. It's, it's for me, that's hard to answer too. Cause I, I do so yeah. many different things. Yeah.
3: You write, you produce, you
1: Everything. direct, uh. it's
3: like you, you're just a, just different ways of telling stories. That's all.
1: And and um with Hallmark, are you doing any Christmas stuff?
3: I haven't done any stuff with Hallmark in a while. Oh, no. that, that was early on in your career you directed? Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh I directed a, no I, I wrote a hallmark movie like 10 years ago or something but uh but the last movie i directed actually uh, Anne ann hache was in she was a beautiful oh, geez, soul uh and and it was tom thomas jane and ann hache it's called the vanished and that came out in oh, 2021 yeah. yeah, i remember uh and i wrote and directed that and and that was super fun it's on netflix so people should check that out they should it, it's a fun uh Thriller. It's like a, a Who Done It. Tom, Thomas Jane and Anne H play play parents who go to this RV park and and their daughter goes missing, which is like you know every parent's worst nightmare. And then it becomes like who who took the kid, and you have to kind of solve it, solve the case along alongside the parents.
1: All right, Kelsey, I had that. Tell us for homework. We need to watch The Vanish. Deal mm-hmm. done. Awesome. All right, done. Peter, awesome. thank you so much. Thank you, for sir. This. Thank you. And we really Peter, appreciate all of thank us.
2: Thank you.